My name is Presley. I'm a contradiction. Oh my god, and this is <laughs> the, the height of horror. horror. Next time, maybe for Bride of Chucky, before we start recording, I will say, hey, guess what my and I am? Like, who will I be? What dumb quote or thing did I pull from the movie? Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Well, no, you you, you can't tell me now. I'm sorry. That was. (laughs) I haven't seen the movie. So now I'm going to be like, well, I I, yeah, I've never seen Bride of Chucky. Oh, James. That's why I've been excited for it. Oh, my God. I'm just excited for it because who Mm -hmm. I am as a person. Uh, I thought you've been excited because, oh, wow, James gets to see this now. That, too. I probably will get into it. I probably saw it on like the sci-fi channel edited. Is that the one with Method Man or not Red Man in it? No. Okay, then I have seen Seed of Chucky. Yeah, that's the one. Wait, is John Ritter in one of them? He's in The Bride of Chucky. Okay, then I've seen clips from both of them. Okay, it's weird because he's such an asshole in it, and mm-hmm. it's not the John Ritter we all know and love. Yeah, you you know him from Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Problem child. Oh, no, he's a butthole in that, too. He's not letting that kid be himself. He's the worst dad in the world. In by what? By being the best dad. Oh, in Problem, Problem child. child. Problem Child 2, Problem Child 3. Oh, my God, you got to watch Ew. all of them. No, the second one, I... Don't. I can't. It's so bad. It's like not, I can't even watch it. It's so bad, but I've seen it like six times. Yeah, that was a movie that I could not tell you if it's good or not, but the Problem Child movies, I'm like, I'm all in when I was a child. I have no idea. Like, we would see them at Grand Video on the shelves, and I say, Dad, we got to get this. And he'd say, No. Smart man. Mainly because he's like, we, we're we here visiting your uncle who works here. We don't have a membership to Grand Video because this is in a completely different city and township. Well, that makes sense. You know, we, we, you start thinking about what your parents had to go through and you're like, wow, why did they have children? Ah, oh, questions of my life. Why did my mom have five kids? That's way too many children. Well, hey, now she's down to three. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> or, I mean, technically, isn't she down to none? I mean, in the grand scheme yeah, of things. Because yeah, she left. If you want to. If you want to be technical, yeah. then, yeah. She, she said, why did I have children? I guess yeah, I can I'm leave. I'm head out. <laughs> <laughs> not cigarettes, nothing. I'm a woman. I will tell you I'm not coming back. I don't yeah, know if she like, said that. Hey, I'm just going to leave. And everyone's like, oh, okay, what do we do with all these kids? I think my mom did things where it's like oh for the night i just i need to be done with this for a night and left mm-hmm. which i think parents should be allowed to do that they're like hey i'm going to go to my mom's or my sisters whatever go be like have a sleepover sans kids yeah you know what my dad used to do what he used to go down to the bars and then he'd get mad at us when we called him. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was going to be like, yeah, you know, he'd go to the bars and go to a friend's house for the night. <laughs> no, he'd be like, you're making me look bad. 
Oh, because it's uh, like, oh, I'm neglecting my children. Yeah. Hey, why are your six-year-olds calling every half hour? They just want to chat. Oh, yeah. They're like, have you found us a new mom yet, Dad? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, do I want it? Uh, my mom does not listen to this show. So my mom, there was a different... On Mostly Speaking Sentai, I have said, hey, we should start calling fathers our cummy halves because, like, they technically their cum made you. So that and my mom listens to that show. And then I was saying, hey, how did you find out about our podcast? Because we had a huge jump in listens on Mostly Speaking Sentai last week, only for it to be shattered and be like, oh, now we're getting zero. That was Uh, a roller coaster of emotions this week in a bad way. So my mom (laughs) then messages me because I'm like, hey, please let me know. My mom says, oh, I found out about Marshland Monster podcast when I met your dad's jizz or something. And I was like, mom, what the fuck does this mean? I was like, it could be the cummy halves. It could be the thing I said. And she said, oh, sorry. I'm I'm at the campsite in the RV and I'm day drinking. And my mom sent this, I think, at like 9.30 my time. So at 10.30, she woke up and was like, I'm getting blitzed. Damn. I want to meet your mom. Yeah, she's pretty cool. But hey, don't message your children. Don't reference your dad's jizz. As a child, like I can reference my that I am my dad's jizz, at least half of me. The other is Yoki half because it's my mom's egg that made me. Mm, yeah, reproduction's gross. I guess it's really just, I guess I'm the egg white. And then because the egg white, when the spermie gets in there, then the yolk is created. Yeah. I am the yolk of my mom's egg and my father's seed. Are we biology teachers now? (laughs) (laughs) No, biology professors. We just did a biology. (laughs) Give us some tenure already. Someone a university, please. Ugh, parents boning. One time I saw my parents kissing and that was disgusting. I never walked in on my parents, so that's good. My parents got a divorce, so they weren't really kissy. Yeah, see, neither were mine because they got divorced before I was aware that I was alive. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So then my mom, like, you know, she did the thing where she'd write me a letter like once a year. And then she kind of popped into our lives for like five days once. And my dad was trying to like get back together with her. Mm -hmm. It was really sad for everyone involved. But then he (laughs) kissed her. (laughs) I don't like this. Yeah, that sucks. It was sad. Little me was just heartbroken. But, you know, I think I'm winning, so um, (laughs) I'm fine. Nicole once wrote a letter to Santa asking him (laughs) for her parents to get back together. (laughs) That's so sad. And I think she's like, now in retrospect, I'm glad they didn't. Little baby Nicole. And to think, like, she wasted, she could have asked for a goddamn Power Wheels. A bike. Uh-huh. A Power Wheels is better than a bike. Mm, sure. I guess she would have been asking for a car because she was, like, 17 when she wrote this letter to Santa. <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. She was, like, five. 
plus 12. <laughs> <laughs> now we're math teachers. Oh my God, we're mathematicians. Oh my God. <laughs> What's the biology plus math? That's kind of chemistry. Let's cook some meth. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, now we're pharmacists. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get into Presley. The Fortnite of Horror. Did you watch anything in the last oh, times? I did. Um, we went to the new Evil Dead, Evil Hell Dead yeah. Rise, and it was fucking really good. It yes. took place in an apartment building the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was very bloody and great. And we also, Ian got Paramount Plus, so we watched the new Scream, which was awful. We haven't watched watch it, it yet. You, just, you have to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not good, but you have to check it out. I think most of them in the grand scheme of things are not in quotes good movies. They're fun movies. Yes. The first perfect. one's good. The second one is like campy trash. The third one I think might be actually a bad movie, but you know, it had its hurdles that it had to uh, jump over. The fourth one's fun. Fifth one's fun, but also maybe it's because I was stoned while watching it. I don't know. It was like, do people think they're doing good acting? Because I hope that's not the case. Are we talking about Scream? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. The fourth one was really good. Mm-hmm. Fifth was what it was. But the sixth was just like, oh, God, like, come on. I want to see him with a shotgun saying, there was a shotgun in this one mm-hmm. at one point. I know. That's why I said I want to see him with oh, one. Okay. There you go. I want to see Jason Voorhees with a shotgun. Ch-ch-ganish. Yeah. I think they need to make like a Jason versus Michael. You know how they did Freddy versus mm-hmm. Jason or like Leatherface versus mm-hmm. like keep that theme going. Like let's roll with it. Yeah. Godzilla does it. Why can't them? Exactly. Have you read Freddy versus Jason versus Ash? No. Oh, it is so good. It's a comic book series. There's two mini series, just six issues in both. Oh my God. Beautifully drawn, amazing story. It focuses, it's mainly an Evil Dead story that all of a sudden he's like, oh, this deadite, Jason Voorhees, because in Jason Goes to Hell, it's established he's a deadite. That's cool. Yeah, you see the, like, it's the screen-used Necronomicon from Evil Dead because the director and Sam Raimi were friends. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's huh. real cool. And, yeah, guys, go, uh, if you can find it, I don't know if it's expensive, like, trade paperbacks of it. I, I've owned them for a long time, and eventually on This Existed, patreon.com forward slash MLMPod, I'll have little Corey come over to just read six issues of a comic book and say, all right, now let's discuss. That's cool. I'm going to try and order it, if that's even a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything else from this? past weeks uh just emotionally damaged but that's not horror so it's fine it's real life horror oh yeah okay in that case yellow jackets okay the newest episode ruined my fucking life and there was another one too oh fuck what did i watch it had to do like miscarriage or like a dead baby or something no bueno must have been my panties on prom night Ew. I I think I also have the same exact joke set up somewhere in my notes. So expect me to say, me on prom night. 
Okay. All right. The movies I watched that were horror related, I got two of them. We did a triple feature two Fridays ago, and it was amazing. We watched at first. It's a horrific movie, but not horror. Fateful Findings, because we love trash, did a watch along of it. And you need the watch along of Betsy Sadaro and Mano Agapian to make this a tolerable movie. It sucks. But then... Nicole's like, oh, let me pick a movie. And she's going through and she's like looking at all our lists on the different streaming services that we share passwords with. And she gets to Paramount Plus and goes all the way over. And I've had one for the longest time. And when Nicole read the synopsis, she laughed so hard. And she's like, well, this is the one we're watching. I'm like, thank God. We watched Full Moon High. It was a parody of like teen movies from the 50s and werewolf movies. It's funny. It's awesome. Check it out. And there's some like good practical body horror in it. And then it fed us. It was like, hey, do you want to watch this movie next? Which it's been on my just general watch list for the longest time, but I didn't know it was on Paramount+. Plus. It fed us the Monster Squad. Oh. And I loved it. It's good. It's so good. I think it's like a four and a half out of five movie. Yeah. Maybe a five out of five. And then once that got done, Paramount Plus is like, hey, if you liked that movie, maybe you'll like and started playing Presley. What movie do you think it started feeding us? After that one. Fuck. Little Monsters. No, it started feeding us the aforementioned Full Moon High. And I was like, is this just going to be in a constant loop of play (laughs) Full Moon High, then the Monster Squad, then Full Moon High, and just keep repeating? Purgatory. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of purgatory, we're not in purgatory this week because the fans came out. We got, I don't know, like seven votes and... Hey, votes came in. The faculty from 1998 is what we're discussing. Such a good movie. Would you like to get into general thoughts or would you like me to get into trivia? Do some trivia. All right. Christmas. A day to spend time with family. Eat ham and give me a Blu-ray copy of Body Melt. I so badly want a Blu-ray copy of Body Melt. Hey, we have a P.O. Box, listeners. Send me a Blu-ray copy of Body (laughs) Melt. But in 1998, December 25th wasn't about Jesus. It was about... Outer veined, wait, what? Yes, outer veined, I was like, it should be outer space. No, outer veined water aliens taking over the world because the faculty hit theaters Christmas 1998. Directed by the ever multifaceted Robert Rodriguez for real look at his filmography, guys, from Dusk Till Dawn. This is just a select few. From Dusk Till Dawn, Spy Kids 1 through 3D, Sin City, Machete, a Tilla, Battle Angel, and more Spy Kids. He's a great director and maybe not the best owner of a streaming slash TV service. Listen to my other show, Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, to hear more on that. But back to 1998, Mr. Rodriguez teamed up with hotshot horror writer, soon to be Dawson's daddy, Kevin Williamson, for this Body Snatchers meets Breakfast Club blockbuster that's a good description yeah that all the reviews were saying that yeah 
I could see that. Remember, point that microphone at your mouth. Yeah, there you go. Because sometimes it's pointed at your mouth, and then sometimes you're like apple cob in it, corn know, cob in I'm it. I'm sorry. It's like sideways. Oh, don't, but don't do Don't even. <laughs> don't do that. I do my best, James. Yes, and you're, you're, you're doing a good best. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm a fucking failure. The aforementioned sweaty times. No, you're not. The <laughs> aforementioned sweaty time pro wrestling. Sean Marciniak. I have told him many times, please, like, what is that, like, metal ting noise happening? And it took maybe seven months of recording a podcast with him to find out what that was. He's like, I don't hear it, man. It was, it's his chair. And I'm like, please get a different chair. And I'm like, you can, I find so much stuff in alleyways. And I'm like, here's a perfectly good chair. It's comfortable. All of that. It rolls everything. He's like, no, I don't need it. I was like, but you do need it, you piece of shit. Does he live in Chicago? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I think but it's you and R2 are the only two uh, co-hosts that do not live here. Ah. Uh, Everyone else, you met here, homebred. I'm kidding. Sorry. Only a couple are homebred here. <laughs> okay, this movie was made for $16 million and grossed over $63 million. It was a success. Fuck yeah. At one point, here's just some general trivia that I found. At one point, the principal suggests saving money by reusing the sets from Our Town. The joke in this is that Thornton Wilder's Our Town has no set. Oh, interesting. That's a very funny joke. Yeah. In a retrospective interview... Clea Duvall said the making of the film was, in quotes, so much fun. It was mostly night shoots, so it was like we were in this alternate universe, working all night long and making this fun sci-fi horror movie. I loved it. I'm glad because I love her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do I do I think choices she made in the happiest season could have been different? Yeah, but... Mary Holland was great in it, you know? Oh, yeah. Kristen Stewart shouldn't have stayed with the main character. Watch that movie and you will agree wholeheartedly with yeah, me. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a holiday rom-com that she co-wrote and directed. Oh, was that the new one that was on Hulu like last year mm -hmm, or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's in that? Uh, she wrote and directed it. Oh, I love that. But a lot of people were... Uh, vehemently opposed with the ending of like, no, that person is in the wrong and Kristen Stewart should have actually gotten with Alison Brie. Is that the other? No, no, no. no. Kristen Stewart should have gotten with Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza's in that too? Uh-huh. What's it called? Happiest Season? Yeah, Happiest Season. Ah, uh, okay. Well, now I have to watch that. It's good minus the like ending and how it ends up. I'm like, oh my God. Damn it. I mean, it's still good. Damn, there's some, like, fucking star power in this. Uh-huh. I love Dan Levy. Let's get into reviews. Uh, I went to IMDb because I can, like, find reviews of the time, but I found two new reviews because, like, when you sort by time, it shows the newest ones first, then you have to, like, click it again to show the oldest ones. This one was the first, like, this is the newest review on IMDb as of writing this. They gave a 5 out of 10 stars with the title Outdated, but not necessarily bad, by Endless Underscore Movies, and I just... 
reading this made me think, wow, what was I wrong about this movie? And then I was like, no, 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 this person just sucks. Okay. The faculty's best example of how some mid-late 90s movies can be kind of outdated. This is weird, or this is a weird movie? This is weird movie for various reasons. Directing. I'm not sure if director even knew what exactly he wanted to accomplish with this movie, but it's really all over the place. Almost nothing really clicks. Everything is just too random, which I think so weird, Presley, because one of my first notes is, holy shit, is Robert Rodriguez a great director? I didn't even realize he directed this until the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. the end credits. Because you're like, where's Cheech Marin? Yeah, no. Where's (laughs) Machete Dude? Why can't I think of his name? Fuck, what's his name? Danny Trejo. Yeah. He's he's in so much of his stuff, so much so that he was just in episodes of Lucha Underground or wrestling show, like in the stands and like sitting and they're like, we got we got him here. Yeah, he could have been a janitor like in Halloween. Mm -hmm. But let's keep going with this. The script isn't very good either. Lots of random text that almost feels like improvisation. I know I said that word incorrectly. (laughs) What made watching it really annoying were over-exaggerated 90s high school stereotypes that might be the biggest reason why this movie is kind of outdated. Those stereotypes feel almost intentionally over the top. Whatever the case, it just became annoying after a while. I don't understand that. It's like, obviously, they're over the top to give us clear cut. This is this person's role this is this person's role so then we will see how they are able to intermingle later on in the movie yeah i was not i know it's a different time i was not a big fan of all the anti-lesbian jokes oh yeah yeah yeah. but clea duvall being a lesbian i think that's why like she's playing a straight woman pretending to be a lesbian so people don't talk to her and my guess is that was not originally in the script that might have been something like she brought to the table. Yeah, I can see that. And then finally they say, of course I can overlook the stereotypes and look at this movie as just moment in time film, but directing and script still fell flat, especially compared to From Dusk Till Dawn. Anyway, it's not bad. It's just kind of all over the place. Takes a lot of inspiration from other movies while not really offering anything new and in many aspects is simply outdated. I don't know. I loved this so much and I said, this is clearly a 5 out of 5 movie, right guys? But they're saying it's a 5 out of 10. (laughs) Do you feel attacked right now? Yeah. But um, more so by our next review, this is a more contemporary one, giving it a one out of 10, saying only one reason to keep watching beyond the credits. This is Art Vanderlei Importer Exporter. They say, of course, this movie is terrible. We know this because of the law of slow-mo, as in if a movie contains slow-mo, it's bad. If it features sports in slow-mo, it's terrible. There is no exception to this rule. Real quick, must hate the newest Judge Dredd movie. 
They then say the faculty feature slow-mo football practice in the opening sequence. And then they kind of just go all over the place and they never really say the one reason to keep watching past the credits. But based on reviews that this person puts on IMDb, I think they just hate movies, but keep watching them. Every single review is just like, this movie sucks. I don't know why people like it. And I'm like, there's zero positive reviews. Stop. Pick up a book. Play a video game. Have an orgasm. Do something besides watching movies. I don't get it. I don't know. I'd rather... In my state of mind right now, I would rather watch movies than have an orgasm. Oh, okay. So, you know. I'm constantly like, guys, I'll watch a movie, but can I also have an orgasm? <laughs> Why not both? Please. <laughs> it's what, like, I'm watching Gilmore Girls, and I'm like, whoo, baby, that Lorelei. Listen to my song, Indica Inch. That's a, <laughs> It's based on reels, or facts, I mean. All right, this is from 1998, December, from Nerd NRRD25, 9 out of 10. This is our last review. Title is, One Hell of an Enjoyable Movie. And I re- this review ends perfectly. I really enjoyed Scream. Although it doesn't even compare with some horror flicks, it was definitely one of the best mainstream horror flicks of the past few years. Unfortunately, since then, a few lame flicks have tried to duplicate that success. Only H2O and Scream 2 were half as good. Now, finally, we have a winner. The faculty is about as entertaining as it gets. Robert is one of the best directors out there, and he does a great job with a pretty good script by Williamson. Overall, this is a great flick. And then it's in parenthetical. Next to Vampires, the best horror movie of the year. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Which was the first movie we covered on this podcast. My heart. What? Because you're like, no, Vampires wasn't the best one. Both. I think so far this is the best movie we've seen. Um... Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 98 was a well, no, I really liked um that D Snyder one. No, there are I think besides there's been two that were like this is bad. Oh, Carnival of Souls and yes. um fucking one we did recently. I know, I don't even it's slipping my mind. Yeah, who cares? Oh, Phantom of the Opera. Oh god, I totally <laughs> Erase that from my memory. That sucked. I did not enjoy the D. Snyder one. It was fine, oh. but wasn't good. It was a cinematic masterpiece. No, it wasn't. God is going to show that to people when they go to heaven. No, God's going to show them their life, and hopefully they haven't seen that D. <laughs> Snyder movie, so they won't have to see it before walking into the pearly gates. It's playing in the waiting room when you're waiting to meet God. Mm-mm. I promise you. I would love it if they haven't updated to DVD or streaming, so it's St. Peter having to go in, pull out... Hopefully they have two VHSs, and it's not... He has to say, oh, sorry, the movie is finished, takes it out, 
and then has to either put in a new video or has one of those race car rewinders, puts the <laughs> the rewinder in to anyone younger than us two. There used to be things that so you wouldn't wear out your VHS heads. It was a standalone thing to rewind your VHS tapes and do it very, very quickly. So a lot of them, if you had like a cool dad or a cool uncle in my case, or a scary uncle, I should say, they would be shaped like a sports car. Never saw one of those, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. I remember watching... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one at my Aunt Stacy's house, taking it out, putting it in that race car thing, and then putting it back in the VHS player to watch it again. And then being scared my Uncle Ed was there. That's not good. His actions were not scary, just his demeanor, like his stance and demeanor as a child. I'm like, that's a big man. I'm scared. So he was just threatening looking. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Nothing he did warranted my scaredness of him, but I think he knew I was scared of him, but did not try and compensate and be like, I'm not a scary man. He might have gotten like chuckles out of like, that kid runs when he just sees me. (laughs) You know what's really sad and cute? So my dad kind of quote unquote kidnapped us from our mom one time and my uncle Fish That's his name. Mm -hmm. He would come visit us and stuff. And I would like run up to him and like hug him and like throw my arms around him. And I was painfully shy. Like I had like issues. Like I couldn't look people in the eye. I'd hide behind my dad. If people tried to talk to me, I'd like run away. But I've never met this man before. And I would go up and run to him and hug him and just. And I think it's because he reminded me of my grandpa, my mom's dad. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was used to. So like my little child brain confused the two. That is really sad. I like it as if you'd be like, yeah, my uncle fish. And it's like, oh, that's a human being. No, no, no. It was a real fish (laughs) that we just called Uncle Fish. No, he swam around in his tank all day and I would go and hug him. Uh, What if you like a gill man? That was your uncle? Yeah, like the Family Guy episode where he was a fish upper half and he just had like human legs. Oh, no, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. It's when Stewie kills Lois. Oh, dang. He finally did. And I remember that episode. Yeah. There's a fish man. All right. You're ready to get into the faculty? Uh, Yes, I am. We begin with the good old days, Presley. Back when you could legally abuse a teen in the guise of character building through coaching. Isn't that nuts? It was fucked up. He's like calling him fucktwats and shit. Yeah, and hitting them, like physically abusing people. Yeah. Just because you make the the school money? You can't do that. That's like small town life, though. Like, you didn't have that? You didn't have a verbally abusive coach? Uh, We probably did, but I didn't. I wasn't in sports. I was Uh, watching pornography while making hip hop beats. That was my after school subject. I was in um, tackle football in eighth grade. What? Yeah, me and my friend Justice and my friend Denasia, actually. I was like, hey, guys, we should join football because I don't want to do cross country anymore. Mm. (laughs) Thinking it'd be easier. It was not easier. That was the most sore I had ever been in my whole fucking life. I couldn't move after the first practice. I was just like everything fucking hurt on my body. But yeah, good times. Yeah, that's 
baffling. It's just running, and then the other thing is running and hitting people. Yeah, I'm 5'8", so I'm pretty beastie already. And Justice was like 5'11". So (laughs) we were like tanks. We weren't good at the sport by any means, but, you know, we were like, it was fine. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty quick on my feet. Oh, yeah, you had cross-country experience. Exactly. You've been running lately as well. I did. Yeah, yes, that's the thing. Because I'm like, I really need to do something with my life. So I started running again. It's very, okay. Presley, I don't understand when you're like, you're like, hey, I'm going to do something with my life. And then you tell us, like, I've been running. That's what I'm doing with my life. It's weird that you're, you keep famously on Mostly Speaking Sentai when you were on, it was one of the funniest things ever. You just said, yeah, one summer I just ran. And we're like, you need to explain that. (laughs) It's weird that you're like, it's as if you're like, I found religion and it's just running on the two sticks God gave me. (laughs) Sticks. It's the only thing I'm like decent at. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the only thing where I feel like I'm in control. It is technically, it could be my religion. Yeah. My shoes are God. You know what I mean? Get into CrossFit. Oh, dude, I don't like CrossFit. That's a religion. Fucking weirdos do CrossFit. No offense to all you CrossFitters out there. If that's your thing, that's fine. Offense to you CrossFitters. (laughs) Quit being so weird about it. Have you met? I worked with one. That's the dude I actually, the circumcision dude. He did CrossFit. Dang. From episodes ago. Yeah. And he was so chunky. He lost so much weight doing CrossFit, but I'm like, you're kind of a terrible person. So I don't know if I want to do CrossFit. I never met terrible people who did CrossFit, just people who were very into CrossFit. If you're very into anything and you like make that your life, then yeah, that's like, I love Yogi Bear. I love Godzilla, but I don't make them my life. So are you saying I'm making running my life? No, but if you start getting into CrossFit, then I, I'll say like, yeah, running's kind of your life now. Ah, uh, well, no, you don't ever have to worry about that. Have you gotten Jack a baby Bjorn that or like strapped him to your back and jogged with him? Fuck no. Yeah, because that's dangerous. He's a tank. He's bigger than like he'll go play with two year olds at like this little play park. He's bigger than all of them. Good. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Maybe like in a jogging stroller, I thought about that. But on my body, I don't hate myself that much. That's endurance, though. I know. I want to get a weighted vest, but like 10, 15 pounds, not like fucking lanky little kid. That's it would be like Goku when he takes off all his like his his jacket and all his like boots and stuff. And then he jumps up in the air and he goes sproing and then he's gone. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Do that. Not doing it. Mm, I can't. Throw the kid on there. Put a helmet on him in case you fall down. He has a big pumpkin head. There's no helmets for the size of his head. Get a, a an adult helmet then. Uh, wrap him up okay. in some bubble wrap. All right. You've convinced me. And kids love bubble wrap. I love bubble wrap. Yeah. The, it'll keep him busy for hours. Fair he, enough. Here's the thing. Why aren't why isn't there bubble wrap made with helium inside? So when you package it, it slightly lifts up the package so it doesn't weigh as much and you don't have to spend a bunch of money. Because then it'd float away. Or uh, this is actually a better idea. Boxes that like you can 
inflate helium into so like you package it and then it fills up with helium like it has inner tubes in it and then it's good so we watched the faculty this week and here's what happened okay (laughs) (laughs) all right back back to this abusive coach oh yeah i totally forgot where we i don't know how we got to where we did I don't remember who said it, but I'm guessing a child said, you're not getting out of Ohio, which is just the state motto. Is that the state motto of Ohio? No, just... Oh. (laughs) Like, you feel like you're caught in this terrible state. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's... Yeah. I think the fucking Jordana Brewster said that to the quarterback. Oh, yeah, probably. Could you stab a number two pencil through someone's hand? Mm, mm, depends it, mm, probably not i don't think it's physically possible Mm-mm. the it, pencil would break yeah like it'd have to be sharpened to a point but not too much of a point that it's brittle and breaks and i just i don't think it's that powerful Mm-mm. and the hand has bones in it well see if you did it like no bone right here and then there's chunks of meat right here. Yeah. I have a bony ass hand too, though. So, you know, that could, you have to get it at the right angle. You'd have to be going at the good speed. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not that, maybe not Terminator 2 guy, but maybe someone. He stabs into him. A pen for sure. So we, we see, we're introduced to all these teachers and the, the chemistry is really great. I wrote down this Kevin man can write an intro because it's Scream is one of the mo- the best horror intros ever. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. And the character development just, you know, immediately the role of every single teacher in this school, just in this first seven minutes. And... All of a sudden, the coach, someone walked up to the coach. Oh, yeah, I forgot someone walked up to the coach, and he's like, what's up? Just a little, like, um, fish thing didn't crawl into his mouth. Says, hey, man, what's up? Get off my fucking field before I smack you, you individual that I'm not going to give an age to. So, you know, the who done it is still there. And then he goes crazy. He's just down in water. John Stewart's there saying, whoa, leave some for the fishes. Oh, the coach is thirsty. <laughs> and then what's her face? She's in 30 Rock and from Dust Till Dawn and in Dogma. Salma Hayek? Yeah, she, she's the nurse and clearly very sick. And just the sentiment of so much of the working class are like, hey, just take a sick day. And she's like, I'm saving my sick day for when I feel better. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. And then you get jobs that have like flexible PTO or unlimited PTO. And you're like, hey, can I, uh, I'd like to take this day off. And then they don't. Oh, yeah. That happened to me when I quit my job. I was like, well, I have all of the these sick days still. And I tried using, I used one two weeks leading up and then one the week before. And that week before, did like after I left, I saw in my paycheck that it was not on there. I'm like, well, fuck you guys then. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then there was a class action lawsuit against them because of their uh, the way in which they took in 
money, and I think I got like $400 from it. It was pretty cool. That's fucking sweet. But yeah, no, uh, I'm more time off for working class people should be a thing. And for parents. Oh my God. Yeah, in other countries, it's like a mandatory year. You have to stay home with your baby. Yeah, to bond with it. Ew, gross. Fucking babies, don't touch me. Ugh. I'm just kidding. I love my baby. I will give you formula that I will put on a little hamster feeder <laughs> so I don't even need to hold you while you get it. I am still feeding him from my body and I want to stop. Wouldn't it be crazy if like, I think this is how like anatomy is. You'd think, oh, boobs, why aren't they always just leaking out? It's because there's a little ball in there that drops down just like in a hamster feeder. Are we doctors now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but that's anatomy. I know. Anatomy James. Uh-huh. There's a little ball in every single mammary gland <laughs> that drops down. And then, like, a baby has to... Oh, I never... I, I would have had to start, like, getting... The baby has to, like, push their tongue to lift it. Suckle the teat. Ew. Have you seen the inside of a boob? It's fucking disgusting. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a red-blooded American <laughs> man. Of course I've seen the inside of a titty. Oh, it's so <laughs> gross. Oh, yeah, I've seen Terrifier. I've seen the inside <laughs> of a titty, literally. <laughs> gross. Oh, uh, no, there was one movie with Natasha Leone that I started watching that they cut off a booby, but it, like it, it's... Too low budget for it to like look autonomically correct. And a minatomy. Uh huh. And an anemone. And an anemone. But yeah, I've seen the inside of a movie. I'm a blood American. I'm a fucking American man. I love me some Kid Rock and seeing the inside of a titty. I listen to Werewolves in London, but sung by Kid Rock. Well, ho, ho, ho. I got a magnifying glass on that mammary. <laughs> How is milk made? It's insane. I don't know. I yeah. really, I don't have answers for you. It's a miracle of life. That truly is. Dude, and breast milk is like sweet tasting. Uh, yeah, how does it get sweet? Is it because you don't know? Are you eating a bunch of like chocolate and like I don't know? Uh, I am nerds snorting rope? sugar crystals off of my counter. Yeah, dang, that has to affect booby milk. The more sugar you eat, probably the more sugary boob milk is. You have to eat really, really well, and mm -hmm. you have that keeps your milk supply up, so you can't be eating like a bunch of shitty shit. You can't. You're not supposed to have caffeine, but I'm a bad mom, so mm -hmm. I have like five shots of coffee a day. That, but that, that, that's why he, he's all crazy then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> he's jacked up on the Joe. My Jack is jacked up. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to this movie though. Okay, I'm sorry. We can't be talking about sugary milk anymore. And tits. Mammaries. There's a teacher running from the man who invented running towards someone on TV because it's the Terminator guy. And he's like, I'm going to stab you. And then she's like, oh, I'm free. And then, uh-oh, the lady behind her is also possessed by an alien creature and then starts stabbing her with a scissors. Yeah. And then 
the faculty. And then we see a bunch of, you know, we're introduced to all our teens and one of them smacks into the other and just goes, walk much. And just, that's a funny thing to say to someone. I really like the intro when they did the whole like freeze frame and then the name. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is so 90s and I'm here for it. Loved it. Jordana Brewster's character says, oh, don't kiss me. This lipstick took 72 minutes to apply. And I'm like, that seems unrealistic. I know, especially with the brand name she dropped. Like, it shouldn't take that long because that's like expensive shit. I think his name's Doug Jones, the guy who's in Pan's Labyrinth. Like, to do all of that makeup took him like six hours. And that's so much makeup. Your lipstick should not take 72 minutes. That's a sixth of the time to make someone look like a monster with eyes on his hands. You should look like an entirely different person if it takes you 72 minutes Mm -hmm. to do your lips. Oh, but maybe she was already injected with the stuff and the aliens don't know how to apply makeup. Fair enough. Like, we are still trying to figure this one out. Her lips aren't even that big either, so. Yeah, if she had huge lips, then it's like, oh, there's there's more spot to do. She's like, oh, also, it's it's these lips in my labia. I had to make them Ew. up real good. You seen the inside of a labia? Ew. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Hot, what? I don't know. I, I don't know why I said that. You better believe if I was a woman, I'd be standing over hand mirrors nonstop. What? <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> The teen intro is amazing. Zeke, played by some like a dude you've seen in movies before, just has like fuckboy hair. I described it as like mm. a 90s dandy. Josh Hartnett is the king of my life. Bad hair in this movie. Awful hair in this movie, yeah. So I don't remember where it was. It might have been in the teacher's lounge or the faculty lounge. There was... A sign that said, kill your television. And that's so 90s that it reminds me, I believe also came out in 1999, Small Soldiers. The kid had a bunch of paranormal X-Files stuff, but had a sticker on his computer that said, question everything. Damn, I wish we could do that movie. I love Small Soldiers. We should have done that instead of many of the other movies. (laughs) That's a horror movie. It is. The Barbie scenes are terrifying. Oh, I know. Those used to scare the shit out of me. Like the Debbie scenes, whatever. It's branded in that movie. Yeah. Such a good series. When Disney bought Fox, there was a, in quote, sequel being made to it. But Disney slashed a bunch of the movies Fox was making. And that was one of them. Those motherfuckers. I know. They suck. So we're then shown this teacher. I don't remember her name, but she is beta as hell. And... R2 Shelby, too, of Formulaic, was a teacher, and on a podcast, the Slopcast, I believe is what it's called, or the Slobcast that she guested on, she was talking about how when she was a teacher, you have to be confident, especially if you're middle school, high schooler age teacher, 
she's like, yeah, I was like 23 years old and these kids would roast me because I all of a sudden would have like a sweat stain on my shirt and they would just focus laser in on that and ridicule me nonstop. This woman, a teacher should have came up to this other teacher and been like, hey, you have to either be exuding confidence or act like you don't give a fuck or these kids are going to eat you alive. Yeah. And that's what they did. Kids are fucking assholes. Yeah. Were you ever mean to teachers? Yeah, but one time I had a substitute teacher and we were all being shitheads in choir. And then after choir, I went up and apologized to her for being such a cunt. And then she just fucking loved me so much after that. Hell yeah. But teachers really liked me. And it was really sad because I... I fell off the wagon in like high school and they were all just like, are you okay? And I'm like, obviously not. Yeah. When teachers are like, oh yeah, something must be going on or maybe they just don't care. No, like something's obvious. Like a good student just doesn't immediately become a bad student because they wanted to. I know a couple of my teachers were like, you can come like stay with me because they saw my dad and they were like, I really wish I could help you. It was really sad. It was a sad time. Or they were like, yeah, you can stay as long as you bring that hunk with you. Ew. (laughs) As long as you bring your cummy half. As we're being introduced to everyone, we're realizing they're all different sex or different variations of lonely teen you get oh, yeah. like the the kid without parents, the, you know, drug person who, hey, you find out he's a contradiction later on. But you get the nerd, the goth, the new kid. Uh, the overachiever. Yeah. And then like the even the Jordana Brewster is like, even though she's popular, she's clearly like in an she is an island of her own making that she can't really get close to people because she everyone expects so much of her. And then you also have Usher. Yeah, he's like in the whole, like, you know, those like 90s movie covers where it's like people, people, people. He's like on the cover mm-hmm. and he's like only in the movie for like 10 minutes. Yeah, I was expecting like, oh, he's going to be one of our, our guys. And we're introduced to fuckboy... Danny Masterson or whatever his name is. And then that other dude who's in a bunch of stuff as like the drug outs. And I thought their entire characters were going to be around for such a long time or to be the like, oh, my God, this is how we find out the drugs can save us. Because they're constantly drugged out and they keep asking for more drugs. And I thought like, oh, they're they've realized everyone has changed around them. And these everyone else isn't doing these drugs. We know this is saving us. Okay, I was really confused when they're like, hook, hook me up, Zeke. Yeah, Zeke, hook me up. Give me more. Do you have more? And I'm like, are they aliens? Yeah, I I still don't know, because that would have been after they stabbed the dude, right? Yeah. So maybe the hive mind was telling them, get this drug away from them. Mm, That makes sense. Okay. But it would have been better if it's like you're into the third act and they show up and they're like, oh, my God, they're they're aliens. They're aliens. Don't make eye contact with them. And they're just like, hey, guys, you got more drugs? And they're like, wait, 
are you guys aliens? And they're like, the fuck are you talking about? Everyone's aliens in our town. Oh, that's why my mom was trying to shake me down and put something in my ear. And then they just run away. Yeah. They're like, we're going to stay high then. But also, the like, since we're on the subject, later on... They're like, oh, take this drug to make sure you're, you don't have worms inside of you. If all you need to do is dry out your body, just eat a bag of fried rice. Like they're a phone and <laughs> you need to soak yourself in rice? Uh, no. One day I ate two bags of fried rice, uh, uh, like microwavable bags of fried rice. Oh, okay. And then the next day I was extremely dehydrated. But then like when I flexed in the mirror, I was like, oh, yes, this is why the bodybuilders do that. So they could have just dehydrate or just like rubbed salt on their bodies. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. Done a salt water rinse. Anything. Yeah. And these fuckers are in, in Ohio. These aliens could have just walked to Lake Erie. They could have went to like Hawaii. Well, I don't. I think because they can't have salt. Salt water. Yeah. I think they're fuck. a freshwater fish. So that <gasps> they have the entire Great Lakes around them. The Missouri? Yeah. Fuck. You're right. They didn't need to infiltrate this town. They could have infiltrated fish. Like Ohio. Who wants to be in Ohio? No one wants to be in Ohio. Hey, they didn't know better. They, they're they new to this planet. Okay. just They crash landed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then Elijah Wood, who there was an there was someone else on set who told Elijah Wood that Peter Jackson was making Lord of the Rings and was like, you should go out for that movie. And he's like, I've never read Lord of the Rings. And that conversation led him to being like, hey, I should probably go out for this movie. Did you make that up or is that a real thing? That's a real fact. That's fucking cool. Mm hmm. Frodo. Yeah. So. He finds something on the football field because that's where he eats. And he finds this like weird creature. It looks dead and brings it to Jon Stewart and it gets water on it and it starts moving around. And Josh Hartnett's like, oh, yeah, it's this kind of creature. And they're like, well, you just know everything, don't you? And he's like, I'm a contradiction. Yeah. (laughs) Dumb. I thought it was fine. But when that thing dumps in the water and then like it's like tendrils pop out, kill that thing immediately. Your first thing is you're going to fucking stick your hand in the tank to touch it. Well, I got to feel what it's like these days. Gross. Then they're in the locker room and I think it was Usher. Or the friend who's like always hanging, the other football player hanging out with Usher calls Elijah Wood, just says, hey, anal probe. And I think that's a funny word. Like even a friend, just call your friend anal probe. That's one of my notes, as well as blood fart, because someone called someone a blood fart. Just the best. You blood fart anal probe. Ugh. You blood fart an anal probe. You will blood fart after you have an anal probe. If done improperly, you sure will. Uh, And take it from us. We're doctors. (laughs) (laughs) 
wouldn't it be crazy if like we like this is when people find out oh these two are medical professionals (laughs) Ugh, marshland media md if only and then they go in the showers and i audibly i was like i might get a noise complaint during this because one of the teachers shows up in the shower with this boy just you know soap on a rope lathering up and he's like oh what's wrong and she's like oh i I, it didn't take you know i'm so i'm so dry i need water and he like starts it's like she goes in for a hug and he's like being very compassionate towards her and is telling elijah wood hey go get help and then he takes his hand and like kind of strokes her hair and i started going no 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 screaming because i was not expecting body horror in this movie her hair and scalp just gets peeled away and he's like "Ah!" yeah that's fucking sick disgusting then josh hartnett's like selling drugs and pornography out of his jalopy trunk and that teacher who needs to have some self-confidence comes up and is like oh you can't be selling perferlinalia on my on school property and he's like hey i'm in my trunk right now and that's my property that's not how that works guys but he says oh i got something for you it's not drugs and whips out condoms and he says "Ooh, cherry flavored for your taste bud bearing bajoina teach those are her his exact words yeah he's like huh all mouths have taste buds baby i know that made me sad for her because then she just walked away yeah like oh no no don't hit on me which i think at the end are they dating I, th- I think so. I got those vibes. I knew something like weird happened with them. So, yeah, I think so. But, hey, he's a super senior, so it's fine. He's, yeah, he's legal. Yeah, he's like 23. It's he, fine. Yeah, he's still a student. Yeah. But as long as it's 18, it's above board. And now he's playing football? Oh, dang. Because he's a contradiction? Oh, he is, guys. Disgusting. So then we find out that Jordana Brewster is the editor-in-chief of the school paper, and Elijah Wood is, I guess, a photographer for the paper as well. So they're enlisted to start checking on why these teachers are looking freaky and acting odd, and he's like, oh, sometimes you act like a bitch. And she does such a, like, one-eight, she pretty much says... You called me a bitch. Are you hitting on me? And I felt so sad that that's her idea of being hit on. Well, he said you can be really cool when you're not being a bitch. Oh, my God. Are you hitting on me? Oh, do you like me? Holy shit. You think I'm a bitch, but also sometimes cool? Are we couple therapists? Uh, We are. Oh, my God. I love that. That's, this is the game of <laughs> today's episode. <laughs> I'd be a, I, I can give good relationship advice. I have the experience. Yeah, me too. I've been in one for almost 10 years. Dang, look at you guys. I think there are now maybe five fights in total. Ever? Yeah, ever. Wow. I mean, like, if you were to listen to our podcast, you'd be like, you guys fight all the time. But, like, 
none of them are real. It's all played up for comedy. Yeah, fair enough. But like for real fights, five, three of them my fault. And two, Nicole, one was like for real, Nicole. Then the other one, I don't know if you have heard this story. There was a time when after work, I was working Dr. Pepper. So I was like lifting truly hundreds of pounds of pop every single day, working sometimes 12 hours a day, constant work. I would come home and in a work week, so in a five-day period, I was eating like a jug of ice cream, like a like a more than it, like a gallon of ice cream a week. And Nicole was like, "Hey, I don't think you should be doing." Like, was being a little pointed at saying like, hey, you need to stop eating this ice cream. And I had to be like, this is a fight I'm willing to have because I I go, I work so I can eat this ice cream, okay? That is on me. If I want to eat copious amount of cream, that is on me. And that was the only time, uh, there's probably been one other time when I'm like, hey, Nicole, we need to have a talk. Damn, see, yesterday I got mad at Ian because I had to pump the gas. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole and I, we both realized, like, yeah, we're going to do dumb stuff here and there, but none of it's been enough to be like, oh, we need to be in a fight. Or even even our fights aren't like, we've never screamed at each other. We, we come to each other and be like, hey, we need to talk. You are doing this that is weird or it is getting egregious of what you're doing. Please stop that. Oh, you guys are a healthy couple. Yeah. I love that for you. And then listen to Mostly Speaking Sentai and you'll be like, wow, (laughs) there was once a fan, a listener messaged us and was like, hey, are are you guys okay? And we're like, yeah, what? And they're like, oh, just there was a lot of tension in this episode. And we're like, all of that's fake. It's all played up for comedy. Mm. So then uh, I think, yeah, this would be around the time Elijah Wood goes to the police and his parents because they saw the coach jam something into the nurse's ears and it's it's shit's getting crazy only to find out like the police are on the payroll of these earbug aliens the yurg if you will from anamorphs and then the parents are like, oh, you, you want to know what? You, you screwed up today. You must be on drugs. Drugs don't do this, guys. I don't know what drug would make a child act like this. But they're like, oh, we're going to take away your music, your computer, this, that, all of this. And then the mom says to the dad, oh, under the bed, don't forget his porno. How does the mom know there's porno there? She makes his bed. Why not take it away? I don't know. Like just left it. Oh, I that's a manipulative mom. Actually, I realized that she was waiting for the moment to not her bring this up to her son to use it as ammunition against her son. And it is insane that this kid has been an exemplary, not just student, but also son, and has clearly like these parents are like, oh. 
the, there's no goodwill built up for us to trust our child or be like, oh, something's wrong. We should be looking into what he's saying. No, they're just, oh, you're on drugs. You fucked up. Shut up or ship out. I'm going to rip your fucking book in half, too. Yeah. that Also, not his book. Government book. A wild ass shit. They're going to have to pay for that. But they won't. That's that's state property. Uh, and then when he falls out the window and the dad's still holding the little porno mag when he goes and gets him mm-hmm. from outside. He was in yeah. the bathroom. Ugh. You know, all those pages are already stuck together. He's like, oh, no, the pre-cum got it sticky. Ew. Oh, pre-cum, it dries quicker than normal Ugh. cum. <laughs> so there's a football player, a jock, and told the coach, hey, I'm no longer going to do this. And the alien inside the coach is like, hey, you want to know it? Biggest game of the year? Knowing they're the only people who can beat us, I gotta realize there's something going on existentially that if you want to quit the day before that, our star quarterback, yeah, I'm, uh, there's nothing I can do. I just gotta let you do it. That's very compassionate coming from an alien. And then he's talking to uh, Clea Duval, I believe, and she's like, Well, why? Why do you want that? And he's like, Oh, Just everyone was giving me better treatment than everyone else. Like last year, I got a D on a a paper, and then the teacher turned it to an A. And I worked hard for that D, okay? That was my D to have. And hey, working hard for that D sounds like me on prom night. Ew. I didn't go to prom. I went to all four. All four? How? Oh, we have a small town, so freshmen, sophomore, junior, and seniors can go. Okay. Uh, We were just junior and senior unless you were the date of someone Mm. and whatnot. Yeah. I believe what I did was ate Subway and watched Ghost Hunters with my then-girlfriend. Instead of prom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so awful. It's like... Not my jam. It was fun, like, getting dressed up and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like... And we have this thing where, like, our town is so small, it's called Grand March, and all the couples walk through the gym together, and then it's, like, the dance and stuff. What if you don't have a date? You walk by yourself. Oh, no. Can you opt out of that? Well, you're dressed up, typically. That's how it works. So, like, usually friends go with friends. I don't think I've ever seen anyone go by themselves. Okay. Yeah. There wasn't a... Clea Duval type saying, hey, I don't need friends. No. If anyone was Clea Duval at that school, it was me. Okay, all right. But not really. I'm I'm that beta ass teacher saying, guys, don't 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 make fun of me. Kill your televisions, please. <laughs> so we forgot to mention there's this um new kid and Oh yeah. She and Josh Hart Hartnett. They they're clearly budding a relationship and he's like, hey, let's go into this chemistry class. I'm going to start stealing stuff to make my drugs. And they do the most mind boggling, inefficient kissing I've ever seen in or outside of 
TV, and that that should have been the giveaway. This woman is not from this planet. Yeah, well, and she kept introducing herself, like, first name, middle name, last name. Mm-hmm. Red flag. Real weird. It's either she's a serial killer, someone who is insanely rich that you'll never get to that level of richness, or mm. an outer space alien. James, what's your middle name? Edward. Ah. Uh. Also McCormick, I have a hyphenated. McCormick? Yeah, that's my mom's maiden name. Oh, you're one of those. Because my mom wanted to name me after her father. So it's James Edward McCormick. That's my grandfather's name. And then McCollum. Both MC. Mm-hmm. McCormick McCollum. To Nicole, like these are the like the joke fights we get into. I forget what Nicole said, but was like a like a raz at me. And then as she's pouring a bowl of Lucky Charms that is like the St. Patrick's Day themed one, I'm like, oh, just like you eating my heritage and making fun of me. <laughs> just eat a bag of fried rice. I'm all, yeah, I'm too. I'm my next note was just, hey, they, they've realized everyone's aliens. They've killed. I did write down. No, not Jay Stew. I thought John Stewart was going to be their adult. They hang out with. I wished. But he gets stabbed in the eye with a pen with a bunch of drugs in it. And he's like, oh, I'm all dehydrated now. Yeah, and then it just got weird because then they go to Zeke's little house, Mm -hmm. his little chemistry setup. But hey, previously established, he doesn't have parents around. So of course that's where they're going. And in order to find out if every, they they do like a, oh, I'm going to hold a gun at you. Who is really real? Everyone does the drugs. And as they're all doing it, it gets down to Jordana Brewster and the woman with three names. She, in quotes, does it. And then Jordana Brewster does it. And then all of a sudden, and everyone's high. And then you see, like, her, like, worms start crawling in her skin. And the easiest way to sober up real quick, find out one of your friends has a bunch of worms in them. Oh, yeah. Like, even in, like, real life, if you were to be like, oh, my friend has worms in them, I would immediately have to remove myself from that situation, go home, burn my clothes, and then take (laughs) a steaming hot shower. Fair. Ugh. I I would get a tapeworm. No. It helps you lose weight. No. I knew that's what you were going to say. Guess what, guys? We are not doctors. (laughs) It eats all your food for you. Yeah, but you want to eat your food, too. Oh, what if a tapeworm was like a xenomorph? You try to eat your food, but then it like a second mouth pops out. I think (laughs) this was in like a show or something. I think so. Yeah. That has to be. So if someone hasn't done that, once they're done striking WGA, we support you. Uh, someone write that into a script. Oh, that's a Monsters, Inc. thing, too, because they're eating sushi and one of the monsters is like eating sushi and then the tongue comes out and eats it instead of the monster. OK, so that's also a thing. So then they go back to the school because they're like, we need to kill the the hose. What? What's What is the queen? The queen. And yeah. that will because it's a hive mind that will kill all the others. And then. 
they're like, oh, we got to get to this specific spot. We think it's this person. The big football game is happening. We need a distraction. And then they toss someone out to be a distraction to get the football players to leave the field so they can go to this annexed gym area. And I was like, oh, being chased by the football team? Yes, please. I'm kidding. That'd be terrifying. Well, and they don't even know if this is a thing. They're just going off of, like, scary movies. Wait, oh, the the queen thing? Yeah. Uh, well, I think they're going off from hive mind real parasites, maybe? Or, like, Invasion of the Body Snatchers no, was referenced a lot, too? Yeah, but I think in real life there is a, there are hive mind where oh, once Oh, that's a the, real thing. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Not to this extent. I think they would just be aimlessly wandering around. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I Okay, we're trying to find logic in a horror movie. Okay. Guys, we lied. We're not biologists. We're not zoologists, crypto or otherwise. Cryptids, maybe. Well, cryptozoology is the study of cryptids. Ah. Uh. Well, maybe. Did you just think I was like, hey, cryptozoology, it's animals <laughs> kind of. who are really into Elon Musk. Ew, <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> but yeah, if the I'd be scared if a football team started chasing me. They'd probably be screaming the F slur at me. Well, yeah, and then they're like holding up Elijah Wood and then like fucking ran his junk into a flagpole. Oh, yeah. That was fucked up. He liked it. And then that one teacher is chasing after Josh Hartnett, gets into his car, and then he brakes real hard, and then she gets yeeted into a school bus. She would have been dead. Yeah. Yeah. How are they dating? Because the head climbed back onto the body and saved it. Wait. Yes. She should have for real been dead. Yeah. Guys, this doesn't make sense. There's no logic here. But he goes back, um, that one lady with three names, she was the queen all along. There's, you know, she swims in the pool. She's this huge monster and tries taking out Clea Duvall in like a really brutal, like, as someone who was in swim team throughout his entire childhood, slipping on those tiled floors you do not want to do because she slips face first and just immediate blood spraying out of her mouth. Ugh. But they get out, they're in the locker room, and the three named Mary Louise, is that her name? Mary Louise Something. Elizabeth. Yeah, we'll just say Mary Louise. She's naked because, like, her her clothes ripped off when she became this giant-ass monster. And when it's a practical monster, looks great. Josh Hartnett comes in, and Clea Duvall's like, that's her. She's the queen. We got to kill her. And then Mary Louise is like, no, she is. She's been, she's, she's been fooling us all along. And... Like a uh, truly, I'm so glad uh, they wrote this person to be for real smart. He goes, yeah, um, okay, I'm hearing you, but why are you naked? That's suspicious. And then she's like, oh, I'm gonna fuck you up because you're you're seeing what's happening. And then she the the whole plan 
of this alien race was like, oh, I, I saw that all of you guys were alone and feeling stressed, this and that. I wanted to give you a world without loneliness, without not feeling able to fit in with everyone else. No attitude. And ma'am, this is the 90s. It's all about attitude. Yeah, but then she's also like, my world is really dry and you guys have a bunch of water, so. <laughs> <laughs> you crusty ass people. Let so me get you wet. <laughs> and then uh, what's his, Elijah Wood spikes some of that, like, what do you the pen know? powder. Yeah, the I, it was called like crazy off or something. Yeah. And that kills her. But before that, like, she spits on him, which also spits out little babies. And it starts crawl like I would you are forever emotionally scarred and traumatized if worms start crawling into your cheeks and then fall out. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. Physically scarred too. And my last note was I, I thought those druggies would would have been playing a bigger part. I know, me too, because, like, Danny Masterson was like, maybe that wasn't quite that 70s show yet. Yeah, and I, I think maybe Face Off had just come out. Is he in that? Yeah, and he, uh, Nick Cage beats the shit, or no, not Nick Cage. Nick, technically Nick Cage wearing the face of, what's his face? Travolta. Beats the shit out of him. <gasps> Is that where he recruited Danny Masterson to be a Scientologist? Oh, oh, that could be. Are we detectives? Oh my God, all <laughs> along. Ah, We're crazy. private eyes, baby. And that's the uh, movie. And here we are. What would you give this out of five stars? Ugh, like a four and a half. Same. It was really good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've done it. It will be our last movie. Next week, we finally do it. And then we're done. The Bride of Chucky. Oh, so fucking good. Whoo. And I think next week we might have the our movie list possibly for 1991. I think so. But we will be taking uh, like two weeks off. In the meantime, if we're able to schedule it with Comatose, we will do a bonus episode just discussing Halloween ends. Oh, that'd be fun. We should do that. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, we, we I, I've made up the list of like 50 movies from 1991. I've got a couple in mind. You better believe a Ghoulies 3 is on my list. Uh, that's probably in your list like three times. Yeah. I'd love it if it was just nothing but Ghoulies 3. <laughs> Ghoulies 3 and then Ernest Scared Stupid. Is that on the list? It's on our list. Oh, Fuck. Okay. Man, that be movie, a fun year. It rocks so hard. Popcorn's on there. Mmm. Fuck yeah. Oh, maybe maybe we should remake. We'll figure something out. Maybe it'll be our heads popping out of toilets, but we have little um cap and gowns on. I like the popcorn idea though. I'm the, staring the, yeah. at that picture right now. The popcorn idea was good. Maybe that's what we'll do. Or Ernest Scared Stupid were jack o' lanterns. That'd be cool. Whatever's clever. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll have Nicole draw us as jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Thank Or whatever Freddy's mm. dead is. I don't know. Oh, I think God. that's when that came out. 
Uh, we just watched that a few months ago, like six months ago, maybe even a year ago, but it's recent <laughs> to me. So, <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell a friend and Presley, what do you have to plug? Uh, Horror Corridor. Ian's uh, working on stuff, too. Um, he's been doing a lot of stuff for y'all. So, so that's cool. Yeah. And he just put out an album. Oh, fuck yeah, Train Yard. Yeah, it's on my Facebook, which I may or may not have by the dropping of this episode. Mm -hmm. But if you do, or go to Spotify and look up Train Yard. It's my husband's band from like 2008 when he was a wee little babe. I remastered the track, so they're sounding nice. And it's Alien Nation is like Alien Nation, all one word. That's the name of the album. It looks like the Green Day cover, like exploding. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. You did a phenomenal job. It Thank was you. like, it sounded like, oh, like just, great. It was great. I'll be like the whoever did the mixing, just like mixed straight from the board into the recording, did a great job. It was easy to work with, and it was just doing tiny tweaks to make it sound polished. Hmm. Well, all all who contributed. Yeah, yay. Guys, just uh, give us a five-star iTunes review if you're listening on iTunes or on Spotify. Give us a five-star review. It helps out for real. Tell a friend and head over to patreon.com forward slash MLMpod where for $5 a month you get exclusive content every single Friday. We do a lot of horror stuff on horror stuff on there. So check that out. And $10 patrons get exclusive monthly content on top of that weekly and shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, he's a producer now, Defo, D-F-O, Joshua Jakus, my Bickle, brother in common law, Steve Barnes of Sweet Child of Time, the woman which I emerged, my eggy half, my mother, little Corey's BFF and soon to be former roommate, Shane, that fed, twitch.tv forward slash core winning, it's Corwin and twitch.tv forward slash R2 Shelby 2, it's R2 Shelby 2, the aforementioned from Formulaic and the Rom Complex, but I've been James. I'm still Presley. And we've been the The height height of of horror. horror. Bye-bye.